Welcome to The Rot Focus, a podcast for rotters, newbies, and veterans, and everyone in between. We're hosted by M.A. Lee with the assistance of Remy Black and Edie Rooms, all from Rotters Inc. Books. Our focus is productivity, process, craft, and tools. Each episode lasts as long as it takes to fix a quick dinner, grab a short commute, or take a brisk walk. Resources and links are in the show notes. Visit us at therockfocus.blogspot.com. Now, on to this week's episode. In our Discovering Characters series, we're currently in the section on relationships. In the last episode, we went all legal with relationships by contract, contemporary, and historical and dissolving those relationships, which takes the intervention of the legal system since marriage is a contract about property. Next week, we delve into team roles. In this episode, we're looking at the three stages that build a relationship of choice into a bonded couple. It's a tripod. Tripod for Relationships of Choice Relationships of choice are built in three stages. The bond between a couple is not driven solely by instinct or chemical pheromones. It is not mere attraction of the eyes. The links of the bond are forged by more than common association. To stay together through the petty details of dragging daily mundane, to overcome the lure of the bright, shiny new, and to survive the trials and griefs of life. Two people are more than in love. They love each other as well as their life together. What creates love? The mysterious emotion of love is one of those riddles wrapped in a mystery inside an enigma, which Winston Churchill said. The decision to love might start with the intuitive, instinctive subconscious. The intellect then engages. The final stage of the loving bond is a constantly active awareness of chosen togetherness. I deliberately use the word tripod to describe the relationship bond. Once the bond is formed, if any leg becomes weakened or unsteady, then the bond is crippled. While people may remain together, the relationship will be extremely difficult to reestablish. The destruction of trust will destroy any bond. Stage one, attraction. Attraction is the first leg of the tripod to be established. Of the three stages, this is most difficult to explain. For writers, we present physical awareness and attraction. Awareness begins with a person's appearance and continues to the way they present themselves walking, standing, sitting, alert and at ease, speaking or remaining silent. Appreciation follows awareness. Many people can appreciate a fine specimen of what they're looking for without the appreciation deepening to a stronger emotion. Lust is often claimed as the necessary element after appreciation. Lust, however, does not look upon the other as a separate entity. It is a drive for possession to have, yet not necessarily to hold. Lust will view the other as an object. It contains greed and jealousy and wants to hold the other person at a static point. Infatuation moves beyond the physically focused lust. 
the appreciation expands to the other person's ideas, their manner of expressing themselves, and their view of the world and their place in it. Lust and infatuation are closely connected. Both are self-oriented rather than other-oriented. See the difference? Writers who focus on lust or infatuation as the primary building block for a relationship are not creating a happily ever after story. Instead, they are writing a happier for now, no matter how many epilogues present the supposedly happy couple and their multiple babies. An individual may be attracted and have an appreciation. Wish may cause the individual to fantasize about a connection. Without the other person expressing a reciprocal appreciation, nothing more will occur. Without reciprocity, however, lust and infatuation will fuel obsessive behavior. Many crimes occur because of a person's warped belief about the other. Closed-off characters have difficulty moving past lust and infatuation, for they view the world through their own narrow lens. They obsess. They want the other. They crave a life with the other. They cannot, however, set themselves aside for the other. When the attracted person senses a spark kindled in the other, they will take steps to fuel that incipient flame. Eye-to-eye contact is necessary to determine if the spark is lit. A conversation between the two, private in a public space, is the second step here, followed by acceptable touching, hand-to-arm and hand-to-hand. Moving the hand to the other's shoulder or back bridges to a closer acceptance of the attraction. Placing a hand on the other's head or face becomes the first true steps toward intimacy. Third, to fuel the spark, a person will discover how to impress the other. That discovery may begin with the gift of material possessions, flowers, candy, paint for dinner, adding intangibles, intellectual or emotional gifts, placing on the mantle a simple photograph from a shared trip, for example, feeds the little flame more than material possessions. Without the intangibles, the attraction will wink out leaving only a trickle of smoke as a memory. You may argue that some people stay in relationships for the material possessions. I will rebut by asking if you have people in a relationship or people who are just officially hooking up. The intangible is the crucial fourth step of the attraction stage. It is the first moment when the attraction no longer is self-motivated. Focusing on the other is the essential core of any relationship. Once both attracted people wish to improve the other's life and seek ways to do so, the attraction leg of the tripod is formed. Writers who wish to create a relationship between two people have to write the fueling of the spark as well as show what each person will have to sacrifice. Even stories where romance is not the primary genre will benefit from the characters experiencing angst should they pursue the relationship. A common way to develop such angst is to build in questions about the attracting character's trustworthiness. Many people find themselves in unhappy marriage contracts based on lust and infatuation. When only one partner wants what's best for the other, an unequal dynamic occurs. The unconnected person will not commit. They may not even participate in the synergy of the partnership. 
as one pushes and pulls and discovers no reciprocal energy forging the bond. The connection cannot move past infatuation or lust. The damage warps the connection. Insecurities and jealousy increase, and the relationship that never was festers. Two people are miserable because they leaped into a bond before the entire tripod could be stabilized. Stage two of relationships of choice is compatibility. Commonalities forge a steady bond. All long-standing friendships are based on compatibility. Most people become friends simply because they are in similar locations and situations far away from home, high school teams, college dorms, new workplaces. People bonding as couples seek commonalities to strengthen the bonds of attraction, appreciation, and reciprocal sparks that started in stage one. The early courtship is an idealized view of life together. As the bond strengthens and more connections occur, the couple moves into reality, present with each other, and intensely focused on each other. In stories with forming relationships, the compatibility must build the intimacy. Two characters are uniting, whether the dance moves slowly or rapidly. Physical connections are easiest to write, hand-holding, embracing, kissing, snuggling, more. Once the hidden parts of the body are touched, intimacy drives towards sexual encounters. Sex is not the best way to show a relationship building. Intellectual connectors cause the change toward togetherness. More difficult to write are emotional and spiritual connectors. Show each character discovering and being intrigued by the core self, the one hidden by the public mask. When the public mask is more attractive than the private one, the relationship will not endure. Communication is a key element of the compatibility stage. Each partner needs to know what the other feels comfortable doing. Trust is the foundation built here, and time is necessary to build that trust. Not even traumatic events can forge a foundation as strong as time. Conversations only occur when people are comfortable with each other, resting, waiting, eating, preparing to sleep, or just awakening. Hiding emotional barriers weakens trust. Lack of openness is always sensed. When a barrier remains, the other partner withdraws. Couples can find a level ground here, a way to stay together without opening all their private doors, but the unseen yet glaring barrier remains. Compatibility starts with shared interest about mutual spheres, education, work, religion, politics. These open windows to additional common interest. Shared memories create more links. Even if the couple has no shared past experiences, the more that they do things together, the more they create memories of togetherness. While compatibility draws people together, their differences are just as essential. Discovering the other is exciting and uncomfortable. One of the mysteries of relationships is that opposites do attract and create strong bonds. Two halves, like the yin-yang symbol, make a whole. A weakness will seek a strength. A shy man seeks a chatty woman. Sometimes a perceived difference is merely a hidden similarity. A guitarist in a band dates a quiet songwriter.
If you interview couples who are together for a long time, more than 10 years, you see their commonalities first. It takes digging to find their differences. They're there, just masked by all the common memories of times together. To show two disparate people fitting together, we also must show them fitting into each other's lives with family and friends and work and their personal aspirations and career plans. Stage three is devotion. Devotion is synonymous with commitment. Two people who are attracted to each other and have discovered their compatibilities still must decide to remain committed. This is the intellectual glue that holds two people together. This tripod leg of the relationship is fully conscious, fully chosen, not a reaction based on instinct or intuition or chemical pheromones or lust or any other thing. The brain has to lock onto the other and keep locking again and again. The first step of devotion is intimacy. Many people have burnt fingers from falling into a relationship with someone who never aspired to the devotion stage. Intimacy should be physical and intellectual and emotional, all three aspects of the upper self. Both people show selflessness in ensuring the other is pleased. To show betrayal of the bond would be to exhibit the negative as people cleave together. Acknowledging that the other is of greater importance than anything else is key. Love may not be the vocabulary word. It may be desire, or need, or want, even unspoken but certainly shown. In your writing, both of your bonded characters must recognize the relationship, no matter what they call it, and both will need to look to a future together. For both characters, the shiny new will pop up, and the commitment decisions need to be focused before the distraction creates its lure. One nature of human is curiosity, amiability is the other. We are all predisposed to explore mystery. To avoid a trap that can destroy trust and a relationship, each partner must choose to turn away. If the attraction has faded or the compatibility has wavered, and reminders of the devotion decision don't surface, then the tempted partner will falter in maintaining the relationship. When both partners bolster the other, when they remain focused on the other rather than the self, devotion is a simple choice. It is a psychical lack that causes devotion to fail. Low self-esteem issues in one partner will affect the ability to commit. Self-centeredness will prevent a partner from reaching the commitment stage. Oh, they may talk about commitment. Actions, though, are the proof. A good-hearted effort by both people in a relationship will keep the bones of love strong. Devotion requires trust, loyalty, friendship, a focus on the other, and a lack of focus on the material or outward. As I noted at the beginning of this section, when any leg of the tripod is weak, then a relationship of choice is in danger. Break a tripod leg and the relationship breaks. The two people may remain a unit, but their connection is no longer that of a relationship. It may shift into the weakened form of the relationship by contract, powerful, but with an inherent weakness because the two members do not understand the workings of the relationship by contract.
love deeply and well. In her nonfiction book, Women Who Run With the Wolves, Clarissa Pinkola Estes listed her view of the stages to a fully bonded relationship. This really thick book, a New York Times bestseller, explores myths from all over the world, focusing on stories of women in search of true love. Estes termed these the seven tasks that teach one soul to love another deeply and well. One, discovery of another as a kind of spiritual treasure. Two, chase, a time of hope. Three, hiding, a time of fear. Four, untangling and understanding of the life-death life aspects of the relationship and the compassion for the task. Five, relaxing into trust, the ability to rest in the presence and goodwill of the other. Six, sharing of future dreams and past sadness. And seven, use of the heart to sing up new life and their intermingling of body and soul. The Right Focus is currently in the series all about characters, from building and presenting a character to relationships, leadership styles, team roles, and special touches for characters. Avoid creating characters who are stereotypes. Reveal their public and private interiors. Focus on couples, mentors, enemies, and much, much more. The information comes from M.A. Lee's guidebook, Discovering Characters, part of the Discovering series on the writing craft. Link to the guidebooks are in the show notes. Thanks for listening to The Right Focus, a podcast for writers at all levels, hosted by M.A. Lee from Writers, Inc. Books, assisted by Remy Black and Edie Runes. Our focus is productivity, process, craft, and tools. Music is licensed through Audio Jungle called Background Music Loop. Its creator is Alexander Polishchuk, known on Audio Jungle as Plastic 3. The music comes in different iterations. Show notes and resource links for this and other episodes can be found at therightfocus.blogspot.com. Write to us at winkbooks at aol.com when you have questions, comments, and speculations. We will try to answer you as quickly as possible. By the way, we will not mind your email address. That's rude. If you find value in our content, share with your writing friends or write a review. We're small beans here without the advertising budget of the big peeps, and you can make a difference. And whatever occurs, right on.